Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This is episode 182. That's correct. I cheated this week. Ding, 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 ding. And had you tell me. I know, it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, Chris. That's yeah. okay. And secretly, this is still episode, you know, 181. If we go to my original no, number, no, you know, no. it's, it, like whenever I I messed it up on <laughs> on the uh, on the online. Yeah, yes, that's true. 179. I think I, think I fixed it. Didn't no, I? you fixed it. I think uh, yeah, I I'm fixed pretty it sure last you fixed week. it. So it never happened. Was last week with Cody? Yes, last week Dude, was with Cody. That seems like such a long time ago. It does, and it was a blur. Like, like I mean, this is the this is the. I'll tell you. Let me tell you the horrifying thing. I don't think. You or I have spoken except for over text in that time. That's probably true. Not in any like you know, ba- you know, weird way, but like it's just like we've just been busy. Like, yeah, it's just been it's been one of those. And weeks. I don't and I don't like it. Well, of course not. You know, because usually like there's usually we have the podcast and then there's like a couple of other nights where we're like we're online at the same time or like we have a phone call or whatever. Yeah. But you know, anyway. Yeah. So Chris, this week on the podcast, mm. we are reviewing the Doctor Strange. I was about, about to say, to say the strange movie, <laughs> Doctor Strange, but then I was like, that's a little bit too far. Yeah, that's yeah. That's too much. Yeah, it was way too much. <laughs> yes, dude. Well, we have to save those thoughts for later, Chris. I I, I, I see, the, I right. literally see the thoughts in the, behind your eyes. Okay, well, let's get the, all this other stuff out of the way then. Yeah, and so uh, we'll have a spoiler-free <laughs> section before uh, before we, we spoil everything um, in this movie. And uh, But yeah, we'll have a substantial spoiler-free section. Say, see it, don't see it, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. I like it, Chris. You're flexing. That's that one. I'm sure that sounded really weird. To I'm really, everyone I'm really trying to stay awake. Is what's happening. I know. Like okay. I'm trying to keep my blood pumping because this, this is the thing. Um, I have the gift of <laughs> the gift of um, just slothfulness. Left oh, what? I don't in, know. I don't know what that means. Chris. In that, if I'm tired, I just don't move my body. <laughs> yeah, and like I feel like. And you also I can, can fall asleep a lot of anywhere. You can I, fall asleep anywhere. I can't. I'm a very deep sleeper. So this is one one half of that, that is like whenever I fall asleep, like my ears like plug up. Yeah. And I like I can't hear hardly anything. Yeah, it's just gone. Yeah. And then, you know, so like but I just if I like to conserve energy, I just don't move. Right. And then like next thing I know it, <laughs> I'm just like super, super tired. Oh yeah. Well, that's how that's how it works, man. Um, I remember. So we've talked about it on the on the podcast. You, Slothfulness you felt, is wrong. No, that's, I just that, mean that's, you know that's the wrong probably terminology. But if but. If, if, if if there was a a, a channeling an animal's superpower, yeah. you know, where it's like, oh, I have I you know Smooth, you say that you say bolt energy. You saying bolt is uh, he he his spirit animal mm. would be the cheetah. Yeah, you know. I mean, but mine wouldn't be a sloth. No, it, it my would. Sp- my spirit animal. What would your Sean? spirit animal be, Chris? Oh man, this is a hard question. It's a tough this is a one. Very hard question. It's a very tough one, and I don't know what mine would be either. So I mean, it's it's probably one that we. You, I don't know if you can really identify it yourself. I mean, you almost have to like have. You might have like three or four. I think four. my spirit animal is Sonic the Hedgehog. Ooh, I like that. That's good. Chili dogs. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm, some chili dogs. I okay, in the video game universe, what is your spirit animal? Oh, in the video game that's universe. What, yeah, I mean, because Sonic is not a real thing. No, that's Hedgehogs true. don't run fast. <laughs> what if or they eat chili did, dogs. Though? What if they did? And they're Dude, not blue. You're telling me that if I put a chili dog down in front of a I'm, hedgehog, maybe. it wouldn't eat it. It would just Do be they, uninteresting. Are they carnivores? They I, eat meat? I don't know, but... Who doesn't I'm like looking, a good I'm chili this dog? Up. Like what? I mean, I don't know. What, so, do, what do hedgehogs eat? Are they, is it plants? I don't know. That's a good question. I don't. I mean, <laughs> they they could be like the most vicious carnivorous animal of all time. Like they 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 could be more oh, vicious insects. than like sharks. Ah, okay. Okay, so hedgehogs are classified as insect eaters, but appear to be very opportunistic eaters in the wild, eating a wide variety of insects, mollusks, oh. worms, and snails, small animals. And vegetation, fruits and greens. So yeah, they'd eat a hot dog. They, they could. They would eat. Dog. They would eat the legumes at least from the chili dog, the beans. Yes, sure. From, from <laughs> you're sure. <laughs> but, Out of all the things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I like this says they're opportunistic. So if I gave them the opportunity, yeah, to, to eat a, chili, a dog, chili dog, yeah, I think they would. I think they would take advantage. Uh, of they that. they have FOMO. <laughs> 
a fear of missing out. That's right. That's what you know. So they put it. You put something down, and they're like, "Well, I have the opportunity now. I probably won't have the opportunity later, <laughs> so I'm going to eat this." Yeah, and then and as they do it, they wear their YOLO shirts. Yes. <laughs> I don't know where we are, this is going. I'm oh, trying to think of man. other acronyms right now, and I can't really. I know it's kind of late. It's it's pretty late. I mean, we did just watch a movie, and uh, and now we're back here. It's like 10:30 at night right now. Yeah. So we've only been talking for five minutes, John. That feel, feels like we've been covered a lot of ground in five we've minutes. Covered a lot of ground. <laughs> we've gotten so far away from Doctor Strange. We have about 55 more to go. What have you been up to <laughs> this week, sir? Well, I talked last week about... Well, hang on, hang on. Let's press pause for a second. Okay. I've talked before about how big of a baseball fan I am. Oh, that's right. So I'm a Cardinals fan as well. But I always said, and if you don't know, Cardinals, the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals and the Chicago Cubs have this just like... It's a rivalry. Intense rivalry. That will never end. Who knows where it started I'm sure someone knows, but I don't know. All I know is I was raised to hate the Cubs. <laughs> that's, that's very strong language. That's a very that's very strong language. Um, it was just a thing, you know. Whenever your kids just like, I hate the Cubs, and you know, so whatever. But um, I remember. Okay, I can't remember which direction it went, but somebody like so we found a fly swatter. Yeah, and it had like no, the, it, but it was wrong. It was had it a, the opposite? Yeah, it was, was it, opposite. Was it from a Cubs fan? It, it was, was a like, Cubs yeah, fan. This it is had stupid. Like, you're supposed to hit the St. Louis right. side, with what we would hit the Cubs side, right? And right. we weren't hitting flies; we were just smacking it against the wall, <laughs> just hitting each other too. You know, yeah. which is kind of the, the the grossness of factor of that just sounds really. But you there know, was we didn't hit flies with it. But who is the previous owner? Because it obviously wasn't us. I so think, maybe think, they hit flies with it. I think Grandma got it at a craft fair. I, but maybe they hit flies with it. We're really in the weeds on this. We are very in the weeds with it. So, Chris, the Cubs. The Cubs won the first their first World Series in 108 years. That's amazing. And so I always said, I'm a Cardinals fan, but if the Cubs ever make it to the World Series, I will root for them. Right. And so I rooted for them. And it was an emotional roller coaster because some of those games were way too close. Oh, yeah. And then they were down three games to one, and they came back. Yeah. I mean, it was a phenomenal story. Well, and I was on, on whatever day that was that they were down uh, three games to one, I was reading all sorts of, like, articles that were, like, predicting it, and they were like, no, the Indians are totally going to win, because statistically... Oh, yeah, statistically. Well, and, like, yeah, I mean, there's always... I mean, baseball is a game of statistics. Like, right. batting averages, on-base percentages, slugging percentages, right. you know, like, all that kind of stuff. And so, like, you know, they were like, no team has come back three games to one on the road in, like, 80 years or something like right. that. You know, like, it, but but several teams have done it recently. The Cardinals did it in 2011, you know. Yeah, like, that's right. But they ended up at home, you know, like, right. home field advantage. And so, um, yeah, there's just all these things, you know, like, where the fact that, you know, it went, um, it went 10 innings and they got eight hits. Yeah. And... It was 108 years since you know it had happened. You know all those kind of stuff. It's really wild. I man. mean, coincidences abound. Of in course, baseball. but but then then again, like if you didn't have those, you you know the stories of baseball exactly. and like the whole like idea of it of them being cursed and yep. all, you know all of these things are they're all like the lore and the stories. Yeah. They're like the the the, the mythology of baseball, baseball is a romantic sport. It is and. Because it is all about stories. And even the course of a game, you know, like, that's a story in and of itself. Oh, man. Dude, like, so I watched, so the last game, um, where they tied it up and everything. Like, mm-hmm. so they tied up the series. And then mm-hmm. the last game I was watching, like, I watched the, the Cubs basically get in the lead, you know, for yeah. the for the second time within the game. So, you know, they, they scored in, the, what was it, like, the fourth inning. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, cool. You know, and I, we, like, left the restaurant and, and came home, and I, like, played a match of Rocket League. And then I was like, oh, let me check on the game. And I flip over there, and I'm like, oh, cool. It's still, you know, we're still in the lead. Like, the Cubs are still in the lead. And then literally the next inning, the inning, like, the 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 uh, Cleveland Indians, they come back, mm-hmm. and they tie it up. Mm-hmm. And I was horrified. I was oh like, well, gosh. I guess I'm, I'm here for, for the duration like, at this I, point. Like, I couldn't, like, it was... <laughs> but So by the time we hit the rain delay... I was just like, I can't even, I can't, I can't just sit here and watch this. Like I was like up moving around. I was like, you know, just like doing random things. I was like 
feeding the cat, even though she wasn't really hungry. You know, like <laughs> eat this boomer. <laughs> yeah, I was just doing finding whatever I could to keep my myself busy. Like, ah, it was crazy. Yeah, but amazing game, super fun. Um, super happy that they won the World Series. Yeah. That's the last time I'll ever root for the Cubs. Yeah, go Cards. <laughs> for life now. You finally won it. Now I don't care if you never win it again. There was a friend of mine where, like, whenever the Cubs were down in the series, he's a Cardinal fan as well, and I was talking to him, and he was like, yeah, he's like, you know, he's like, I'm obviously rooting for the Indians here. I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I think the Cubs, I was like, if anybody can do it, the Cubs can do it this year. And he, and he was like... He was like, he's like, don't you dare say that, John. He's like, don't you dare root for the Cubs. And I, I was like, okay, I mean, okay, sure, sure, sure. And I went and rooted for the, the Cubs. Is, so I feel like I'm a baseball fan first, right? And a Cardinals fan second. Oh, and so, like, I just enjoy baseball. Say the Cardinals for some reason they like decided to disband the whole thing. <laughs> I'd still pick a team and watch baseball, right? Of course, you know, it's oh, absolutely because it's not just you know, yeah, yeah. So. As a baseball fan, I'm super happy the Cubs won. Yeah, and um, traditionally, I usually root for the the National League team as well. Yeah, that too. They're in the National League. Just in general, like that's my general rule of thumb. It's like it's if the, the Cardinals Midwest, are in the World we're Series, from Midwest, we're from Illinois. There's that's a right. lot of connections there. There is a lot of connections. A family up in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, you know. And then they also say that 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 you're more likely to go from hating something to loving it, and from loving something to hating it than you are if you're like completely don't care about it at all and then going to loving it or hating it i mean that's just that's what they say chris that's what i've heard so you're saying i'm gonna love darth vader no i'm just saying that like in this general instance is like normally you and i would not be rooting for the cubs Mm. but then in this instance it was easier to make the jump be like ah i can justify rooting for the cubs this time but if we were completely indifferent on the cubs and like i don't even know who they are it sounds like you're describing stockholm syndrome that might be that might be accurate chris (laughs) anyway so that was a that was a thing that was happened that was last night, man. Yeah, that was last that night. That blows my mind because that doesn't feel like that no. feels like it was a really long time Dude, ago. Dude, this week, it's not even over. Oh no, no, it's um, it's still rolling, man. So the other thing I, I talked last week about actual daylight. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I'm just gonna kind of like just like briefly spoil it anyway. Like that's fine. So so skip ahead. Yeah, we, we, we you well you know if you're concerned about it, but like. So I was like, we all know where this is going, kind of. was like the, what the verbiage was used in the beginning of the game. So I'm like, I feel like this guy's going to kill himself. And so like the end of this thing, he goes up to the roof and to jump off. But it just ends with him staring out at the sunset hmm. with very ambiguously. So it's, like, it's one of those finish it in your head situations. But I didn't want that because it was, it was, it was like all of a sudden, it was like very clearly leading to a point. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, 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 you can't decide. Hmm. You decide. Interesting. Like, See, that's the that's the classic endings that I I love, but then I also well, don't like. Like, Stephen King can pull it off well. You have right. to pull well, it off well. And Christopher Nolan, you know, pulled it Christopher off really Nolan well. Christopher Nolan can pull it off well. Where it, it doesn't matter if the top stops, you know, stops or exactly. if it continues. That's whenever, that's whenever, like, so, like, you know, like, it's, it's eliciting emotional reaction whenever they do it. You know, like, whenever Christopher Nolan did, this is ruining um, well, uh, uh, yeah. Continue. Whenever Christopher Nolan does it in Inception, right? It's because it doesn't really matter. Well, correct. Uh, whenever Stephen King does it at the end of the book Cell, right? He does that to elicit a reaction from you. How did you did you see that movie? No. Okay, I heard it was terrible, terrible. Terrible reviews. Yeah, it's one of my favorite books. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't know that I want to tarnish that in my mind. Yeah. Like and also like th- that that book specifically like it's described in such a vivid way and it, yeah. like there's specific locations where it's like if you really wanted to like like you could Google those locations or like but, go to some of those places early on in the book and stuff it, but like yeah you know so it's like it's such a vivid thing that it's like mm, I don't know if I want to see what somebody else yeah. envisioned this thing as whereas Plus had, I have such a vivid memory of it I had John Cusack in it and yeah. I am a John Cusack, not fan. I just, I, I, I am never convinced that it's not John Cusack. Exactly. Yeah. Like I can't remember a single character name that he's ever had. I just call him John Cusack. John Cusack. Also, has Samuel L. Jackson in it. I like him. Yeah. So I don't know. But the end of that, you know, like it's meant to leave you with this sense. Like he amps up the tension so high, and then just leaves you there, right, on purpose, right. <laughs> and it's just like, right. gosh, dang it, man. Yeah, like I gotta have, you know. But that's to elicit emotional reaction, right, right, right. Whereas this was just kind of like, I feel like you're copping out here at the end. 
Yeah, and then like, but, from what you were saying yeah. last week about yeah. that about that story within yeah. that video game, it's they set it up this way. They set it up to where it's like, okay, this is not you. Mm-hmm. This is right. you're telling a story right. of someone else, and then to get up to the end, and, and it's like. I, like it's we've like, already made I want disclaimer. you to tell me how this ends. Yeah, we've already made this discla- disclaimer. Right. It's like I'm, like there is no player choice throughout this thing. It's not like decisions that I make can no. end one way or the other. No. It's like you know you lead me right up to the precipice, quite literally. Yeah. And then you know, and then it's like I want you to tell me how this ends. Yeah. You know. So interesting. Yeah. So, but it's definitely worth playing. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, an interesting story. It's very intriguing. Cool. Um, I really like a lot of the like the the kind of. There isn't gameplay, what there is, you know, kind of thing. You yeah. know, it's like here, smash everything in your apartment, and then you go around trying to smash everything in your apartment. How long was the the process? Like, I would gameplay say, from, from I, like beginning I, to end. I played it in pieces, but I would say this thing lasts between two to three hours. Yeah, no more so, than that. So, like my, like I love that indie games are are short little nugget sized things, and it's like you can do them over the course of like a couple of days and then it's like whereas there's some games that are are a lot longer than that it's like man it's it'll stre- you know stretch out for months and things like that so like persona 4 golden um on my vita or whatever it's like it's it's such a long game that i lose track of of it especially if i don't play it like uh you know for for a couple of days on end so I, I always appreciate indie games for the, their conciseness and the fact that like stories like this yeah. you, are really like unique stories that you can tell within a short game that you wouldn't necessarily be able to tell within a long game. So well, I go through phases of I want to play indie games, you know, or I want to play kind of like AAA single player experiences. Like, well, and kind of recently, like for the past you know few weeks, has been like I've kind of been forced to. Yeah. Do some like smaller indie games because I just haven't had the time for some longer games. Like the other That's night, I was point. like, I was driving home. It was probably I don't know ten or ten thirty, and I was like, man, I really want to play Tomb Raider right now. <laughs> <laughs> But I need to go to bed. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and yeah, that's right. Because like the the uh, earlier this year, I was in a big like phase where I wanted to play the big triple game games where I was playing um, Quantum Break, and it was like a week straight that I was just like every night that like, that's what I was doing. You know, I was like, oh, here's an an hour hour and a half long play session, and then let's watch the half hour long uh, episode TV episode, and then go to bed or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like I got into that rhythm. Whereas like if my time is really short, a lot mm. of times I'll play you know, the shorter indie games or I'll play something that like the story doesn't matter as much, yeah. you know? And so like a, like an RPG or something like that, where it's like a kind of grindy or some sort of a longer game. Um, earlier this year, whenever I, one of my, one of my favorite like experiences playing this year was, uh, the uh, Shantae and the Pirates Curse. Like I played mm, that all mm-hmm. within like a three day span, and it was, it's a shorter game. It's like a, uh, kind of a Castlevania style, um, kind of platformer with like different worlds no big single open world but different zones that sort of thing but uh it's like that kind of a platformer and i i'm happy that i played it over the course of like three days whereas with shovel knight yeah i still am sitting on the last level of that thing and occasionally i go in and try it and because of like it's it's such a progressional thing where like you the skills you learn in every world train you yeah. for that final level and now it's like it's it's almost impossibly hard for me to finish that <laughs> final level because i've i've lost the muscle memory and i've lost the the, the skill required to actually finish so anyway so like I, I i appreciate the uh the the intricacies of having like a shorter experience that you can do over the course of like a couple of days yeah so, for sure yeah but what have you been up to this week so uh, this week i've been uh i've been been kind of wrapping up my um initial kind of forza horizon three stuff where i'm like mm. trying to ch- tick Wait, everything off the map done? i'm not almost done with it but I've, I've i've done um i've done a lot of the stuff so like the things that are left are a lot of the bonus boards that are just hidden throughout the world and then just racing on every single race like i've done a lot of the exhibitions it's a lot of championships now um and and just to get a lot of those achievements um one of my favorite achievements that I got recently on that was uh, it, it is called. Let me let me pull it up because it, it was it was unique. I was looking at it. I was talking to uh, talking to to Ike uh, who's been on the show before, um, but I was talking to him about it. I was looking at the achievements and I was like, oh, that one sounds doable. That one sounds really fun, and uh, it's called Clever Girl. Uh, from it's a reference to uh, yeah, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, and so you have to three star five different. Um, challenges with the ford raptor 
wow. uh, Ford F-150 Raptor, any any version of it. There's three different nice. versions of it. And so I uh, I got one and I, I tuned it up how I wanted it to do. And it, like, it took me a while because that thing is super heavy. So any of the uh, any of the challenges, like the speed challenges, it's super hard for that thing to get up to speed. And then uh, and then like the jump challenges, you have to you have to really do it. So like any of the off-road challenges, I, I picked I picked a, a few of the off-road challenges and did it in that, um, which was super cool. So that was one of my favorite achievements. The other one was uh, do a drift zone with a car that weighed more than 2,500 kilograms or something like that. So I chose um, something like a Hummer type of a vehicle, and uh, and it was raining, and I was like, ah, now's my moment. And so like I <laughs> I I, uh, I drove right over to this really short one that that uh, that that you can take a few times while it's raining, and uh, and and did that one. So that was really really fun as well. So I mean, just kind of ticking things off the list on that one. Um, Have you had to buy the uh, the map yet? No, no, I'm not going to do that until like until I've kind of wrapped up everything here, like. Uh, and then I'll I'll buy the if I have like one left on the world I'll buy the um what is it called the treasure map yeah, treasure I think map. is what it's called because like and that's what I did with Forza Horizon two I basically did everything on there and I was like wait there's three boards that I haven't hit and mm-hmm. I have no idea where they're at yeah and there's 150 of them total so even if I did like an achievement guide or did like a YouTube uh you know, take forever yeah it's like I'm like checking them off the list and if it's like oh I think I got that one. Yeah. But I didn't get that one. Oh man. The other uh, cool one I always always enjoy doing right at the end is uh wrapping up and doing all of the roads. You can mm. see on your map like they're mm-hmm. grayed out, the ones that you haven't driven. Yeah. And so drive every road is another one that I'll do way later in the I've process. I've actually been kinda but... doing that as I've gone around and opened up the different areas and nice. Are you almost done with it then? Uh no, so I've done the whole southern part and cool. I have a whole bunch up in the kind of like the uh outback just like random dirt roads i haven't done driven on it's so easy in the outback to not use roads so (laughs) and then there's some like kind of some like what's weird is there's just like some random ones up in the city like surf city isn't a no it's not surf city Uh, i do believe surfers paradise surfers paradise up in the surfers paradise that i have a couple like missing yeah there but i think like that's just because i haven't had a race on those roads yet yeah yeah and it's it, those those races are the ones like that i've been doing more like more recently because I, I switched because i like to switch up switch it up where it's off-road vehicles yeah. or you know on road and so i was doing like more drag racers that yeah. type of thing and so up in the up in the city is a good place to do that so that's cool yeah that's what i've been up to i've also like titanfall 2 came out this week and yeah. i haven't actually purchased it and downloaded it it's it just i like whenever it came out i uh i it was one of those things where I was like, I was not playing that night and I was like, Oh, you know, and then the other night, whenever I was literally sitting down to play, I didn't know that I was going to. So I hadn't preloaded it earlier in the day, but I need to just pull the trigger on it. And, uh, that, but, uh, Fultron has been playing it and yeah. loving it. He's been sending loves me it. some clips and it just, it, the that, that gameplay looks so much fun. And I love and, the first one. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to buy it. It's just going to be a thing yeah. where this weekend, whenever I get a chance to play it, I'll end up playing it. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. All right, well, later we're talking about Doctor Strange, but first... <laughs> the pick of the week! Pick of the week! Chris, yeah. I'm going to go first. All right. And my pick of the week this week is... It actually comes from uh, Doctor Strange tonight. So we saw a trailer for Wonder Woman, and that trailer... I'm so amped about this movie, man. If you if, if people out there listening haven't seen this trailer, go look it up now and watch it. It just I'm so excited for this movie. This is the this is the 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 DC movie that I've been most excited about since they announced it. And every piece of like news and every image that I've seen of it, it really seems to be setting up to be amazing and uh, right on point with like what I envision uh, a, a Wonder Woman movie should be. Um, so I'm so excited about this, man. I, uh, the, the visuals, there's lots of like throwbacks to some of the comics and things like that, where she's like looking out over the ocean and here come like the, you know, some boats, that sort of thing. And like that, that imagery, her jumping off the cliff, there's all sorts of, of kind of comic book homages that they're throwing at this thing. So it's like, it's, it's they're really, um, seems like they're, they're, they're playing to, all of the source material, and uh, it seems like it's gonna gonna be shaping up to be awesome. Hopefully, that's true. 
I have no reason to think that it, it, it wouldn't be true, but I also don't have high hopes for any DC movie at this point. But uh, but I'm hoping that this is the first one that I'm just like, yeah! I mean, this looks really good. Like, yeah. It looks like everything I kind of want from it. You know, I agree with all of that. And, uh, I mean, I don't... If, I mean, I was hyped for Suicide Squad too, but like, it looks like they're 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 treating it right. The the one thing that like I was skeptical about way early on, whenever they announced it, was the period piece thing. You know, the fact that it's set um, in I guess World War One, right? You know, yeah. And so like the fact that it was a period piece, I was like, ah, we're doing a, a Captain America, you know, type of a situation. So I don't know, and, and that now seeing those visuals, seeing what they're doing with the action and seeing like where, where this all fits, like where, where her weapons and you know, the, the, the time period of world war one's weapons fit. And the fact that that was just, you know, a massive war that, that the entire world was involved in. It's like, and, and the idea that it bleeds into, you know, wonder woman's world. Uh, yeah. And so it's like, man, that's just, that fits with me. And so like the thing that I was skeptical, skeptical about, I'm actually very excited for now to see how they do the world war one thing. Plus like that's a time period that we don't have a, a ton of movies that are set then, you know, mm-hmm. I mean battle. Oh, we, I think we've probably talked about with uh, battlefield one, whenever it was originally announced, it was like, man, there's not a ton of things that are based within that time period. Yeah. Um, and so to, I'm excited to see that time period on a feature film. Yeah, I am too. So, yeah, that is my pick of the week. What is your pick of the week, Chris? My pick of the week is another movie, but this is one that's out this weekend. Oh. I went and saw a... Not a trailer, the full movie? Full movie. Nice. I saw a pre-screen of Hacksaw Ridge, mm. and it is fantastic. So I don't know anything about this movie. Have you, you seen the trailer? I don't... Th- I mean, I think I've seen the trailer once, and but I, it, was a, it was a while ago. You think you've you seen You showed it to me. I know that you showed it to me. Um, and, uh, like you sent it to me in a text or something like that, but like, I, so I, I, I've seen it, but I don't know anything really other than it's, yeah. So it's, so it's, it's a true story about a, uh, it's a, there's a battle in, uh, the Pacific, um, on, uh, I believe Okinawa and where, uh, the, uh, American forces kept getting thrown off of this Ridge, Hacksaw Ridge and, they get thrown off, and, and there's the story of this one guy who's who was in the army as a medic. He refused to carry a weapon to shoot people. He was a conscientious objector, but but enlisted anyway. And it kind of goes through his battle with like you know being able to still serve in the military because of that. And then it, overnight, he saved like I forget what it was, but it's like you know uh, 30, 40, 50 guys, something like that, like bringing them down off the off the ridge by himself hmm. um, in, in the midst of enemy territory because the Japanese had, had taken it back over. And so he saved, you know, tons of his platoon. And, uh, you know, we ended up taking that that ridge. But, like, it's just... So it's Mel Gibson's directing. Andrew Garfield is the lead actor. Mm-hmm. Um, some great uh, supporting actor uh, stuff from Hugo Weaving. But, like, it's... there's It's, it's great... Great uh, acting all around from everyone. There's just like, there's something about the way that Mel Gibson films and directs violence that is super realistic and very emotionally striking. I would say this is probably the most like realistic depiction of war since like Saving Private Ryan. Mm. You know, like. It's brutal. It's fast. You don't expect it to be as like hard and and uh, unforgiving as it is. It's like you can't control it. Like all those things are all present, and like he does does a phenomenal job of illustrating that to the point. Like and he, and this is, it was almost a, a a piece of art in terms of like there's a a point where the battle starts. And it honestly just kind of just starts ramping up, and it all, it gets to a point with like the editing and the way that they like are showing the imagery and stuff to where it's just like this is so much stimulus to my system I can't even hardly take it anymore. And mm. then it, and then it cut and it breaks like he takes you. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a good song, man. It takes you straight up to that like here's the tipping point, and then it pulls it all back. You yeah, know? it's like man, that was nuts, you know, kind of thing, you know, and it, it's not excessive in terms, well, I mean, okay, it's, it's excessive, but it's it like... It's excessive in terms that I would imagine that any depiction of war in that right. way, a but realistic it's not, depiction it's not, of war. I, I'm not saying this, this isn't a two-hour-long, you know, war scene, you know, it's like, 
it's it's very well done in terms of like there's there's ups and there's downs in this story and like I I, I don't it's hard to explain like just like for hours afterwards there was just this emotional impact that it still had on me not just because of the the uh, the the violence but just like in terms of the story that it was telling mm. and um just how how great like how great of a film it is. Hmm. Uh, whenever it debuted at the Venice Film Festival, it got a 10-minute standing ovation, hmm. and which is which is rare there. And so it's... And I see totally see why. Yeah. Like, and this place was packed out. Everyone in the theater lot walked out loving it. It has a, a guaranteed fresh 90% um, on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Wow. Like, I would be surprised if this isn't... For sure, nominated for something like Best Picture. Yeah. But if it doesn't win an Oscar, whether it's Best Picture or Best Director or um, acting with uh, Andrew Garfield. Interesting. Like, I could totally see winning any three of those. Um, I, again, I don't, I, you know, like we've talked before about how Oscars, the Oscars are all about like who, what else came out. You're just like, you know, you're yeah. pitting. Because I think, you know, like I think Leonardo DiCaprio's best role was Wolf of Wall Street. But he won for The Revenant because whenever he was up for Wolf of Wall Street, he was going up against um, Theory of Everything and uh, the portrayal of um, Stephen Hawking. Mm. And so, you know, it's always like, which one's better this year? Yeah, there's an uh, element of timing involved with, with yeah. all of the the awards and that sort of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. For sure, for sure. But, like, nomination, like, I would nominate this thing in a second for Best Picture. Like, and, and I also think it's a movie that, like, everybody needs to see. Um, it's one of those things where it's just like you. It not only is it like you need to see it because it's like a great movie, yeah. you know. Like, but it also deals with you know subject matter. Like, it's it does a it it it's a very respectful depiction of faith, and it's not like hokey. It's not weird. It's very like realistic, but also like it shows the struggles that people have, you mm. know. Like, and just like even like un- misunderstanding two like two people misunderstanding each other and. You know, like what you know how how that looks, and mm. how, you know it's, it's just a really great movie, man. Cool. I, I can't, love it, I can't man. talk That's it good. up enough. Well, it's probably my favorite movie I've so, seen this year. So okay, I mean, do you want to give it a rating right now, or yeah, do you want to? Okay. I mean, I, if I if I'm rating this thing, yeah, I'm giving yeah. this thing a ten out of ten. Okay. Wow, that's that is that could possibly be the highest score that we've uh, we've given something. There, like, because I, I thought for for I've thought like. For hours afterwards, I'm just like, was like, what is there in like, what could I even start to, yeah, start to criticize in there? Mm-hmm. Interesting. And I love it. Like to me, it's just like this is just like this is like that's how you tell this freaking story. Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. <laughs> so everyone should go see it then. Everyone should go see it. All right, Chris. Mm. It's time. All right. We're about to unload all of the uh, the the strangeness. Yes. From this movie called Doctor Strange. Gosh. And uh <laughs> so uh spoiler free. Let's uh let's we're going to be spoiler free for a little while yeah. here and we'll do a substantial spoiler countdown before we dive into the spoilers um which I'm itching to get to, Chris. All right. So, going yeah. into this, where were you at? I I think I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast before where this like this is one of those movies that was kind of like um I don't know a ton about the character, didn't really care that much about the character. Like, it was kind of like Ant-Man where I was just like, whatever, you know, yeah. like, I'm, I'm cool if there's another Marvel movie coming out, but, I, you know, I don't really yeah. have any kind of vested interest in how well this does or, like, is or anything like that. You know, this could end up, like, bombing, and I, I it wouldn't really, like, disappoint me, I guess, you know, just like, whatever, you know. Right, and I, I think, like, like sitting on that where where this is definitely one of those, like, risks and and uh, the the almost the beat here of the Marvel movies where you have, like, your mainline Civil War and your, um, you know, your Captain Americas and your Iron Mans and your Avengers movies, right? And uh, and then you kind of have, like, the, the B tier, and that I would, I would list... I wouldn't the, call it B tier. I don't know. So, like, the, there's... In the superhero world, there's always like these are people who who like have powers or like are whatever, and then here's like the magical people. Right. Well, I guess like not even not even like on levels of like the character or the world. I'm thinking more along the terms of like 
the Marvel knows that the Avengers are going to be a big hit. They know yeah. that Civil War is going to be a big hit. They know that the next Iron Man movie is going to be a big hit. Yeah. Whereas, like, this is one of those those risks. Yeah, this is those, like Ant Man. Yeah. Slash- you know, like or uh, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of the Galaxy you know, which, it sits like with yeah. those grouped of movies, and like so, I went into this kind of expecting, you know, th- something like that, where it, where where it just kind of is. It's a little bit off kilter. It's a little bit, you know, there's some risks here, but playing it safe in other ways. And it's like, and I I I I was surprised about how much I actually kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, you know, well, I didn't I kind ex- of. I really I mean, enjoyed it. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't expect it to enjoy it as much as I did. I don't yeah. think, or to be as deep as I think it actually yeah. goes. That's what. Well, think about like the last movie we did get was Ant Man. You know, it was That's like right. that, and I wouldn't call that a deep movie. No. It was funny and it was good, yeah. but it was just kind of like, oh, this is just a feel good, you know, movie. And this True. was not not this. This was more than that. Yeah, I feel like they have a really good character on their hands. Oh yeah, and. Uh, but like this does fit like I I'm kind of drawn to these kinds of like this version of like what I said like the magical characters anyway so like, right. you're talking about like Thor and Guardians of the Galaxy yep. and now um, Doctor Strange like those are the those are the characters in the stories I actually like more than like the Avengers and Captain America yeah Captain and America or Iron even Man, Iron Man you know? yeah like it's because it's like those are the fantastical kind of like you know like crazy worlds with all these different powers and like magic and like all this other kind of stuff that like you you, i guess i could theoretically build myself an iron man suit true (laughs) i can't go you know like you know fold worlds upon themselves like dr strange yeah and like and and just the idea of of opening like removing a lot of like the barriers where it's like some of this stuff like if before this movie if some of this stuff happens to say captain america yeah you would just like you would be like no way you know it, it like it breaks that it breaks the uh the suspension of disbelief like where you're just like this is this is too much this yeah. goes too far right yeah, whereas sure. like with these characters like i feel like anything is possible oh, anything yeah. can happen and it's like because they do a good job of setting it up and exactly. explaining it it doesn't just happen for no reason right right and uh and so yeah i mean i i, I definitely enjoyed enjoyed that aspect of the visuals in this thing oh yeah um the portrayal of of the magic involved, mm-hmm. um, some of the coolest stuff, and and uh, it's it's unique. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen much that's like this. That's the thing. It felt like you know, except for the fact that like the world folding in on itself is like pretty much like that was an in inception. Inception, yeah. But a lot of this stuff kind of feels like Christopher Nolan esque kind of ideas. You know, where it's like, well, here's like you know a mirror realm or like a what were the other ones. <laughs> I mean, there was the, like, there's the the dark world, the dark, the dark realm. Yeah, the, yeah, and then, but like, it, yeah, and you have all of these different ones. But even at that, like that, they kept those things and they they saved them for you throughout mm-hmm. the movie. Where it's just like, oh, they set this up incredibly well, and they give you a lot of information uh, within a short period of time. Yeah. But it's done in such a cool way yeah. that you're intrigued the whole time like in any amount of like the exposition in this thing it's not never heavy along like those lines where you're i'm i was always attached to it i was always i was always enraptured by what was going on it was a show don't don't yeah. tell type of a situation i'm gonna make a bold statement right now okay i think this is the best portrayal of a character by a marvel character by an actor since iron man yeah I mean, as far as like the character matching up with, uh, no, I think like this is the best performance. Performance, like, yeah, I, from I, an actor. You know, I, I like I, I like I Chris agree. Pratt. As, you know, he was probably in yeah. third place, but I, I would say like Robert Downey Jr. Like he he is Iron Man. Like that's he does a great job portraying Tony Stark, and that's like it's totally him. Um, I feel like now Doctor, you know, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, he is Doctor Strange. Like, yeah, I understand why he's Doctor Strange, and like, if someone else was in this role, it would be right. weird, you know, kind of thing. Right, and I, I do, I, uh, I agree with you one hundred percent. And 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 I think from just a performance, like an acting performance side of things, like the he goes deep, like with the the accent um, that he's using um, through for this character. It's just it's it's not something that I've heard from him before, and mm-hmm. so it's it's a uh, it's a wholly new character, and Benedict. Cumberbatch is such a such a great actor anyway um, that he just fits this character really well. Mm. I think along those lines, the character also is less known, and so it we can it, like it opens up that idea of like oh this person is that character rather than yeah I'm not like, necessarily saying that I'm saying it's the better performance than right right than right. like you know Chris Evans as as um, Captain America right but I, I guess my thing also is is like it, it deepening that 
performance even more is that I didn't know anything about Doctor Strange before this. And so it's like in my brain now, if anybody else steps onto the scene and says, oh, no, I'm Doctor Strange, I'm like, no, you're not. Yeah. Because that's Benedict Cumberbatch. Just like with Iron Man, it's like Iron Man is Tony Stark. And so even whenever I'm like reading a comic with Tony or with uh, with Tony Stark in there, um, I mean, I, I, I perceive it as, oh, um, I'm losing my mind. It's super late. His name, the actor. Uh <laughs> Tony Stark. Oh, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, there you go. Robert Downey Jr. You literally just said it a few minutes ago. Anyway, so, uh, but yeah, so like I, I read it as if it is him, you know? And so even when yeah. I'm watching like a, a cartoon or something like that and it's got Iron Man in it, it's like, uh, it's not quite the same. Well, I think we, I mean, uh, I think we, I don't, I don't know if that it doesn't, I don't, I also don't think it has anything to do with is this a well-known character or not because like whenever I, you know, like say I read Batman or something like that, I kind of honestly gravitate toward Christian Bale as Batman in my mind because that's the strongest performance of Batman, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, so to me, it comes down to more like who portrayed this character better, you know, who was Interesting. A, who gave a better performance. Yeah, and um, yeah, like we'll just leave it there. Yeah, but great movie, man. Like, definitely, like I would go see this thing. Um, I'm tempted to go see it in IMAX. I'm definitely gonna. Well, so yes, I want to go see it in IMAX. I. Oh gosh, it just looks so good. We <laughs> so saw pretty. it in 3D. <laughs> let's talk about that for a ah, second. Yeah, let's talk about that. We chose to see this in 3D. Like there was a few different showings. There was like an earlier showing that was in standard that we could have gone to. Um, so not not 3D. But then you had mentioned we we're like I wouldn't mind seeing this in 3D. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? From what I've seen of this, mm-hmm. it would be like it would probably benefit from 3D. And I would say wholeheartedly. Go see this in 3D. Don't yeah. go see it in the theaters. Don't pay the money to see this in the theaters and see it in standard def because there's so many weird visual things that were so much cooler that were just such enhancements than yeah. like than they would be if if you just like didn't see it in 3D. Right. You were saying you closed one eye. Oh I, well, like uh, uh, oh, I got hung up just now. I'm trying to like how do you say that standard format, not standard, not standard def. Oh, that's right. Sorry. <laughs> it's four by three oh, dude. standard <laughs> definition pixels. it's not hd <laughs> um uh, yeah like sometimes like whenever there's like crazy stuff going i'm like what does this really look like in like 2d so I'd close one eye i'm like eh. <laughs> which is going to be interesting whenever it ends up you know inevitably hitting netflix um, oh yeah you know and it's like well like well there's yeah like so I, I, we've talked about it on the show before you know like is 3d does 3d really enhance movies like and i think you know some movies I'm just like kind of like oh, this didn't need 3D, and then yeah. some movies are like, yeah, that actually like provided like, even just like it's whenever they they use it in subtle ways, you mm. know. And I wouldn't say this is necessarily a subtle use of it, no, but it is um, appropriate given the the subject matter. So right. like things like gravity, I will never forget watching gravity in 3D on oh the IMAX gosh, screen, yeah. Like especially whenever like it would go like inside her mask and like just like the glass coming at you and like the debris flying around in space, like. That movie in 3D was phenomenal. Yeah. Something like, um, even something whenever we went to go see, did you go see Jurassic Park with me? Yeah. Yeah, so Jurassic Park in 3D. Yeah, it was re-released and they did Man, the 3D encoding. so good. Mm. And it kind of like added to just the, the the sense of place. You felt like you were there. Yeah. That one specifically, I remember I didn't go for the 3D. I went because it was like, right. oh, this is an opportunity yeah. to see it in the theaters and to see it on an IMAX theater, but more so for the sound because mm. like the sound of Jurassic Park is yeah. just so good. Yeah. Um, and then I remember walking out of there being like, yeah. That 3D was good. I'm yeah. glad I saw it in 3D, you yeah. know? But something like, um, what was the most recent? But it's not like Ant-Man. You don't need to see no. that in 3D. Well, even like Avengers. I forgot what it was. I think it was Avengers 1. Maybe it was Avengers 2, like yeah. where, where Cap throws his shield at one point, and it's super gimmicky. It like flies out there above the audience's yeah. heads is what it looks like. And it's just like, yeah. ah. Well, I don't like that kind of stuff because it pulls you out of the movie and makes you realize, oh, I'm watching a 3D movie. Right. You know, anything, they're showing off. Anything that pulls me out of the experience, I don't like. You know, like yeah. there's that that weird uh, kind of I don't even know what to, it's like a little creature that gets thrown up off of this table in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's right. And like that's dumb. I even hate uh, this is there's a part in Mad Max where like super realistic movie, great like <sighs> practical effects all over the place. Until one point near the end, whenever there's this like guitar that like thrown out next to your face, I'm like, "What are you even doing? Yeah, why?" It reminds me of, like there was uh, the second uh, Star Trek movie, which I'm probably gonna bring up here in a little bit. Into Darkness. Uh, but yeah, Star Trek Into Darkness. 
they throw some spears at the beginning of the movie, mm, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh, that like it's it's well, whenever it, you put it in not three D, it doesn't even look right then. Right, exactly. Um, and I think like it, this avoided any of that, like where it's yeah. like it didn't ever feel like they were they were being like gimmicky. Where it's like, hey, look what we can do with three D. Right. But it definitely the, the depth and the, everything with that was yeah. like, whoa, this is just mind bendingly cool. Yeah, it enhanced it for sure. Like definitely go see it in three D. Um, the thing about the the uh, the Star Trek, the the music in this one mm. really good. Like I, uh, I there was like a theme that goes in it, but the one thing about that theme is there's a chord change and it sounds too much like the start the new Star Trek mm. music, um, the J.J. Abrams reboot. I was actually thinking at the end of it, I was like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I noticed this music at all. Oh, really? This whole thing. There was that that theme, and that, that was why. That's why I noticed it is because there's uh, it, the it similar. Yeah, I could hum it right now because the you know there's it's too similar to that. It was that at the end when they're playing like the themes and the credits. I'm like this. I'm, I don't even remember any of this from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed the music, but then again, like I, like I said, I realized like later on in the movie, I was like, that's why I like it is because it's kind of, maybe they used that in the, uh, playing off too much. Maybe they used that as a temp track. They may have used that as a temp track. That's really funny. That's a good point, Chris, because like, yeah, there's, there's one chord change. I'm just like, Oh, it's cool. But it's like, it's literally the same chord changes. We have to post that video. I think I showed it to you or maybe you'd seen it before. Like, yeah. Yeah. About like, I'll post that at cinetrackerpodcast.com. There's a video that I forget who did it, but they like, you know, took a bunch of, especially Marvel movies where like they'd used Tim tracks in the, (laughs) um, initial editing stages. And basically at at some point I had to just tell the composer, Hey, we want it to sound like that. Because yeah. they've already edited to the, all the beats and to all the chord changes and everything. Yeah, yeah, so weird, man. Anyway, so <laughs> that's a possibility that yeah. my, you know. But uh, but I did want to did want to mention I enjoyed the music and it seems like okay. So it seems like Marvel does a really good job on some of their TV shows of the music uh, or the Netflix shows, like with uh, with oh, yeah, Luke yeah. Cage and with uh, with I mean Jessica Daredevil Jones. not so much, but with Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage specifically. Those two the soundtracks are very distinct and very unique, whereas the movies. Don't really. I never really can. Like, like I know I can, like the Avengers theme. Yeah, and but that's I, pretty much it. I couldn't sing anybody else's. Right. Like I couldn't other than other than this one now after walking out. But it's because it's Star Trek. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but yeah, that, that that's that. So I guess should we talk about whether or not we should go see this movie? Oh, I already said go see it. Okay, I say go see it as well. Oh. Um, definitely go see it, especially if you're into Marvel movies. All right, so we're gonna spoil this thing. Yep. In so, ten, 10 seconds. 10 seconds. You only have eight seconds now. Oh, man. So we got to. Six. What's the. I got to think of a spoiler, Chris. Four. Oh, my gosh. This is two. A, I think you just. You're skipping them, man. You're counting All right, my spoil two. Spoil us, John. Thor is in the movie. <gasps> At, okay. At the end. That's <laughs> it. That's a teaser. I know. I, I, I could not think of one. Uh, a substantial enough spoiler. <clears throat> Um, to this movie. Chris. So first, like I, w- I just kind of want to go through. Like I, I really like the uh, just the concepts in this movie, and and this is the first time. Like I think that um, in a while, I think this is the strongest villain that they've had in a movie. Like because sure the like the sub villain got killed off. Yeah, I was about to say, really, is it though? But, but the, but the is, overarching yeah. villain, and they and they did it better than they did in Guardians of the Galaxy, where there's Ronin and yeah. um and what's it what Thanos. Is it? Thanos yeah like because Ronan ends up getting killed and like the thing is they built up Ronan so much in that that it was kind of like why is he killed all of a sudden like that's kind of dumb yeah so because you wanted him to be a, a, a an ongoing cool villain that's why right. Loki's so cool we've talked about that before but like I feel like you know they did a good job of like they didn't hype up this the the sub villain too much whatever his name was and and yeah, I was uh, literally pulling up IMDB to figure out what his <laughs> name was and, and and so like I you know I really liked liked how they handled the villain Casilius? this time. Is that sure? That yeah. sounds right. Mm-hmm. That sounds right. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I even liked like the the kind of like deceiving nature and duplicity of um, the ancient one. She was pretty cool. Like yeah. and, and just the like the the complexity to her character. Well, it was something that was different that we've seen before. Yeah, I, I liked the, that aspect of it, and then I liked I liked all of the interplay between the main like um, magical users in mm-hmm. it, like where it's you have the ancient one, and then you have Mordo, and then you have Doctor Strange, and yeah. and uh, and then also Wong, like all like that the, that core four you know person cast really 
play off of each other well. They all had unique aspects of them and they 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 fill in pieces of the puzzle of like what's going on in this world and what's you know what's happening that that allowed me as a viewer to really kind of put things together and and feel like I'm not you know, like I don't know more than they than than Doctor Strange knows but at the same time I feel like I, I get the information that I need to yeah. to get me to the to the final boss or the conclusion at the yeah. end i um, like you know i think they did a good job of setting up mordo as an as a future villain i was gonna say that like where like next next doctor strange movie you would assume that he's the the villain um and i thought that was a really cool setup a, a loki-esque setup yeah. um because for the entirety of the first thor movie loki was on the team like he was you know right. and then you you know you find out that he's you know kind of pulling the wool over but everybody's eyes and so, I mean, we have this, we have Mordo now, and I feel like he's had the potential to be that strong of a, yeah. of a, of a, of a character. Plus like, I mean, his portrayal, um, was amazing as well. Like yeah. I, I really liked, uh, all of the cast yeah. throughout the entire thing. So yeah, Rachel McAdams, great job. Oh man. Um, one of the things I wanted to mention before, you know, about Dr. Strange, you know, it's like, look at this, this is what like fleshed out his character in my mind where. So he didn't just get powers and all of a sudden he's Doctor Strange and he's, you know, like completely different now. Like yeah. he still goes back to the hospital a couple times and uses his skills as a surgeon, you know, like shows her where to how to get the um how to bring him back to life and yeah. trying to save the ancient one and all that kind of stuff. And the fact that like he's still he's still that guy. He didn't mm. lose himself in this process. I'm not saying that most people lose himself, but it's like that's what I think makes him Makes me relate him to Tony Stark because Tony Stark is still Tony Stark. He just uses the same kind of things for his um, superhero. True, true, and it's he's such a relatable character too because whenever he his his relationship specifically with uh, Christine Palmer, Rachel McAdams' character, yeah, like that their dynamic and their relationship is such a human thing, such a relatable. Um, a lot of things about him are relatable, right? His I mean, flaws, and you think about you think about like how how you know crazy rich he is at the beginning. He's you know he you know he crashes his Lamborghini, you know, and, and it's like which is a crazy car wreck. Yeah, it was a nuts car wreck. Um, but yeah, I mean, like the idea of him losing all of this stuff, and it's like, but everybody also can look at that stuff that he had and be like, hey, that would be really cool, you know, yeah. to have a Lamborghini yeah. and to, you know, all of this. And then, you know, the, then the, the journey from there to him being Dr. Strange where it's like, hey, this life, I don't need the life I had. The, the life I have now is is good and I yeah. can still do things, you know. It's And, and the the idea, I loved the, the conversation that he had with the Ancient One right before um, she died where they're standing there snowing. And uh, where where she says you know you're missing that it's not about you, mm-hmm. and it's like that was such a cool revelation. I think was the, the entire movie. He's he's like oh I need to get my hands back. I need to get my hands back. And she's like well it's not about you. It's not about you getting your life back. It's about you saving everyone well, else. But she uh, but she also said like she gave him the choice like true. If you want it to be about you, it can be about you. You know it's not it's not like <laughs> that's a good point. It's not like she was saying you know like you can't do this. She was saying like, it's, it's up to you. Yeah. You have to choose. And that's why she's, I think she said, you know, like she didn't know his future because she, he hadn't really made the decision yet. Yeah. And so she hadn't seen, she saw various futures, like probably both sides of things where he, um, was largely self-serving with it or whether he not want, whether or not he, he went ahead and, um, became the, what is it? The not protector of the New York, Oh, the master. The, I mean, the master. I yeah, the master of the yeah. New York. Um, what was it called? I can't remember, Chris. Oh my goodness, I'm losing my brain. <laughs> We've got to stop seeing these movies so late. <laughs> <laughs> of course, always. Um, but yeah, so like, she gave him a choice, and I even think the movie, like with with the the tag at the end, um, with Mordo going and like basically taking the powers of uh, that other guy who who was using it to walk. Yeah. Which how like that's that's crazy. Yeah, how, how does that work? But like that's I think it's, I think because yeah, at this point you know now he's the villain and they're not even really vilifying it if you're using it for yourself. But it's just saying like there could be more to what you're doing than just you. Yeah, and I think his explanation that character whenever he was initially putting um, Doctor Strange on the path to get you know the powers his his explanation of like well I I I he was essentially saying I'm not, I wasn't good enough 
to stay there and, and to do that, you know? And so he chose, he chose the, you know, the path of like, okay, I'll just get my life back. You know, he was the other side of like yeah. what, what Dr. Strange could have done. Yeah. You know, he could have become, you know, this other guy where it's like, Oh, now that I have the capability to, to, to fix my hands, yeah. I can, I can go back and have the life I had. And that was so. great character development. And you yeah. kind of follow him through and it didn't feel like weird. Like the, the left turns didn't feel weird, you know, and, and his kind of like, um, change in motivation didn't feel incongruent with the way he uh, he portrayed the character, and so like I was super impressed by that. Yeah. I also really liked the just the the entire kind of idea surrounding the magic. Like it it, was, it honestly kind of reminded me of Harry Potter, where it's just like okay, there's these rules and there's all these kind of you know like structures and ways that they do things and there's reasons and he's kind of trying to figure it out while the audience is trying to figure it out and all that kind of stuff and it's really cool like i liked i liked the all the different realms like we said before i liked the idea that they were protecting you know the our world from the darkness you know and you don't do certain things in our world you know even playing with time because think about like playing with time now that we've introduced that into this universe what does that even mean mean yeah are they gonna pull that out like it's well they had to at some point and because because with the uh you know i guess infinity uh stones and things like that there is a time stone and so it's like this this was and honestly i didn't see that coming i didn't either like whenever he was and i know that like i know all all of the things and it's like i just didn't see it coming and then whenever they mentions it's an infinity stone i was like oh oh that's how this all ties together. Um, and I think that's a really cool thing. And I, I appreciated, you mentioned the realms that he was going through and the, the different universes. I, I appreciated the fact that at the end, the, the, you know, the other character that, that was in the post credits or the, I guess the pre credit scene is what you would call it. Um, was Thor because yeah. he, he knows all of these yep. realms and things. And so it made sense yeah. and it fit. I also think like one of the, the things that the increased my, uh, the believability of like that this exists in the Marvel universe, that the magic exists there is the fact that at first Dr. Strange didn't really believe it, mm-hmm. you know, and that he was fighting back where he's like that. Yeah. How is that possible? That's not possible. And then all of a sudden, whenever he, you know, he would see this crazy visual of him yeah. you know, being his spectral form, removing from his body. And it's like, Whoa, form. yeah, the astral form. So it's like that aspect of it, his, un, you know, not believing it at the beginning, I was right there with him. Mm-hmm. And then whenever it happens, you're like, okay, that was cool. This makes sense. Yeah. And then you kind of just go there for, as long with him. You go on that journey with him. And I thought that was a really cool way to do it. There it is. I think like one of the only negative things I, I can really pull out and, and say about this movie is like that it kind of follows, follows the, the cookie cutter kind of origin story of a superhero. It's like, Oh, the hero's journey kind of a situation. It was a like, that don't let that diminish like how well this was delivered. It was one of the best traditional origin stories that we've seen um, from Marvel, from DC, anybody um, from any of the Spider-Man movies. Like this was one of the coolest ones where I believe it in the best performances, but it still did have those initial like, Oh, you know, we can, we can kind of feel where this is going a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I mean, it was very formulaic in right. that sense. And again, yeah, I agree. Like, because you do kind of know where it's going. There's going to be, you know, like these training part and blah, 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 blah. And like, it was very traditional in the sense that like, it didn't try to like, like Ant-Man tried to make fun of that a little bit or poke fun at like, you know, like, right. This is the training section. And this is, you know, when you do this kind of thing and this just kind of did it, it did it really well, mm-hmm. but yeah, you're right. It's really formulaic, especially, you know, whenever, you know, the other movie, Marvel movie this summer, introduced Black Panther. Yeah, and uh, who else? Is anybody else new in there? I mean, Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, like so yeah. you introduced them in a couple scenes. Yeah, and this is a whole movie about it. Because and I did sit there thinking about it. Like whenever I was watching, I'm like, it's super weird that this is the character that gets a whole origin story movie. Whenever these other ones just appear. In Captain America. Well, Black Panther will, and Spider-Man too. But we, we don't know if it's going to be origin. Right. And I, I would assume that it's probably not an origin story. Like, right. I would kind of hope that it's not. But, yeah. And, and I think, like, thinking about it, the risks that they take, like, the ones that are, like, not as, you know, slam dunk, uh, you know, or, or yeah. knock it out of the park they do give them a little bit more time, you know, where it's like, you think about guardians of the galaxy. It's like, not a lot of people knew who that was before the movie was announced and before that came out. And then, you know, with Ant-Man, it's like, well, there's 
big potential for that movie to not do so well. So let's give it enough. Like, let's give it a full movie rather than just letting Ant Man show up in, yeah. in Civil War. I, mean, I think some know? of it's also like you know we've already seen the origin of Spider Man twice. We don't need to see it again. <laughs> That's a good point. Black Panther, that that one's confusing just because like no one knows who he is. So I'm like, I kind of would have liked to have just seen that in a standalone movie on its own first. Yeah, we don't even know like like Wachovia, like that's his his home like country, and it's like, man, I just like they haven't really done anything with with his story or with his like any of his origins, any of his country or anything like that. From yeah, I mean, other than that movie, so right. Vision, like we saw that we had an origin story, and that made more sense in in the context of that's right. Avengers, you know, same thing with like. Scarlet Witch that made more sense within the context of that story because we saw like True. you know where she came from kind of like we got some sort more, of like, insight into it this time but like her motivation for becoming a hero I guess that's always the origin story is the motivation for becoming a hero right. more so than like how did I get my powers right that's what it used to be I feel like is how did I get my powers I got bit by a spider you <laughs> know like where now it's more like okay what are my motivations for using whatever my gifts are because like right. sometimes uh, you know. Uh, Especially with her, it's just like, well, she's just magical, you know, like she has magic, and it's yeah, like, okay, cool. Well, what are you gonna do with it, you know? Yeah. So, I. But you know, that being said, I was glad that we fleshed out this character a lot because I'm like really super attached to him now, and I really, really enjoyed this this crazy magical world. And I just want to see another movie. Like I was, Dude, yeah. I was. There was a point halfway through. After they had just fought um, the first time, and he had like got himself patched up, and I'm like, "Oh, that's right." I hope we're not close to the end of this movie. Yeah, because I and actually, I think it was like I thought it again whenever they were in New York, right before the ancient one um, died, when they were on that like platform. Mm. I'm like, I hope this is not the end of the movie. Yeah, I hope this is because a lesser movie that would have been the end yeah. of the movie. You know, if this was if this was. Turtles, yeah, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. It reminded me a lot it of that because yeah, you're, you're you're on a platform above New York. <laughs> okay, okay, you know, but yeah, th- but then they went and, and they they actually faced off. He faced off with Dormammu, and it's like, holy cow, that's yeah. that's just really cool. Um, but yeah, like and and the whole cape thing, like, there's so much of this that, was cool. that I just wanna I just wanna watch that character and this universe mm-hmm. play out. Well, then that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I, you know, like moving forward, looking forward, it's like okay. What I'm really excited about now is another Doctor Strange movie now where he can just be Doctor Strange the whole time. Yeah. Right? Like, that, I feel the same way about, I look back at, like, Batman Begins. Good movie. Yeah. I, I, I mean, Chris Nolan did a great job. I liked all the characters. But honestly, he's not Batman for much of it. Right. And I would, like, I, I much more prefer The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises mm. over Batman Begins because he's Batman. You know, so, like... Yeah, and I think that that's what felt so weird to me about some other movies, other Marvel movies, where it's like uh, Iron Man Two or whatever. It felt so much like a rehash of like the first movie, but because like he was Tony Stark for a lot of it, but it wasn't like it didn't fully commit to him being Tony Stark. The story was more about Iron Man, and whereas like you you know with with Iron Man Three, it's like that was more of a Tony Stark story rather than an Iron Man story. So yeah, I think I mean I don't know you know like that's kind of its own. I think I think the first. Iron Man did a really good job of like balancing that out. I think yeah. the second Iron Man, like he's he did the same kind of thing where he's like, well, you know, he's Tony Stark half the time, and you know, but I think that's just that's just a Tony Stark thing because that's what I mean. Like mm. whenever I think of whenever I think of Iron Man or that character, I don't think like I don't think of Iron Man. I think of Tony Stark. Like, he right. is Tony Stark. True. Whereas you know you know uh, uh, Christian Bale is Batman. You know, like yeah. there's a difference there. Yeah. Because you know Tony Tony decides to be tell everyone I am Iron Man right. meaning my primary identity is Tony Stark. Right. Whereas Batman's primary identity is Batman. Right. You know, so there's a difference True. there. I feel like Doctor Strange, his primary identity is now Doctor Strange. Well he was always Doctor he was all, Strange. He's correcting people through the entire movie. It yeah, was it was awesome. just hilarious. Yeah, the comedy in this movie was was on point. Yeah, and it's it wasn't too much. It either. wasn't hokey. It wasn't yeah. crazy. I mean there was a couple times where it was like this is obviously we're trying to make a joke, but it was a done well. It was yeah. done better than Better than Ant Man. It was done better than Ant Man. I think it was done better than a lot of the the Marvel movies, you know, recently. Yeah. Uh, Guardians did it really well as well. Guardians, like, yes. I think it's done. This, this was the best since Guardians. Yeah, but then uh, then again, Guardians was like it. It was billed as like a funny movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Whereas this movie, it's like it it had funny moments, but it was you know there it was it was an action movie, you yeah. know. Um, Funniest moment for me in there was whenever he was he just has the really emotional you know talk with uh, with Rachel McAdams character and he's crying and the cape starts wiping his tears yeah, yeah. away. 
And he's just like, stop it. He's like, stop it. I loved that. That was so good. Yeah, I was like, oh, awesome. your buddy's wiping your tears away. But yeah, overall, like, I was very impressed with this. Yeah. Um, I just want to see more. Agreed. You ready to rate it? I am. All right. What do you rate this movie, Chris? I am going to give this movie a nine. Yep. That's right where I was at. Like, I was, I, I could waver just from the conventionality of it, like I could go down to an 8.5, but it's like, I would rather not. Yeah, like, was, was, and, I didn't really like until I went looking for a flaw. I, I didn't notice that one. I don't know. I mean, even the conventionality doesn't knock it down that much for me. Like it would just, it's uh yeah, nine, nine. There it is, Chris. Yeah. Yep. Sticking with it. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. You can find us online at stayintargetpodcast.com on Twitter at ChrisRite250. And John Wright 777 By the way, shout out to uh, Ruben Ballen. I, hopefully I'm saying your name correct. Um, but you are, uh, he's from in, in England, a listener, reached out on, uh, on Twitter and uh, suggested a, uh, a Netflix documentary that I should check out. It's about running in Tennessee. So, nice. Uh, so I'll be checking that out soon. That's cool. But uh, big shout out there. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for the uh, tweet. You can find the podcast at, at Stay Target Pod. Please go to your podcast service of choice. Leave us a rating. Tell all your friends about us. Subscribe if you're not subscribed. And we will love you forever. forever. Next week, what are we doing? We might be reviewing that game that I'm not going to name on the podcast. Years of Chris. War 4? Yeah. What, um... I feel like there's movies that come out soon. There, okay, so I know, um, there's you know, movies. we've traditionally done November movie month. There's Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is coming out, um, in two weeks from now. Yeah, yeah, so two weeks from now. And I don't think there's anything next week. Mm-hmm. Um, Moana comes out sometime soon, like on Thanksgiving or something like that. Yeah, the, that's, yeah, yeah. And so I know, I'm, I know we'll see that. I'm so I'll, I'll reiterate, talk about it there. I'm not, I'm not excited for Fantastic Beasts. I don't know. I'm, I'm even less excited now that they announced, but this is some news we didn't go over. They announced that Johnny Depp is going to be in the second one. I don't even care. Ooh. Yeah, makes me less excited. That makes me less excited too. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. So, we'll see how that how that shakes out. Yeah. I, hopefully, it's because uh, since pirates, I it's hard. Like I haven't seen him in something where he's not his like Jack Sparrow, basically. Yeah. Or right. there isn't some element of Jack Sparrow in his performance. Agreed. Hmm. Okay. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. target.